0: We watched it all burn down and did nothing. That's singer-songwriter Angel Olsen performing last year at Theatricum Botanicum, a theater in the heart of a canyon shaded by trees and lit by the stars. It's
1: a beautiful, beautiful canyon. Uh, fill, filled with uh, California live oaks. So it makes a very special place. It's in between the valley and the sea. And when you leave the chaos of the city and you turn the corner and come up the winding road, you come to a place that says, Will gear Theatricum Botanicum.
0: Last year, Atlas Obscura partnered with Angel Olson to put on that concert. And we did it at Theatricum Botanicum, Because that theater is everything that Atlas Obscura loves. It's this hidden, surprising place with this hidden, surprising story. It's not just some theater or a beautiful little hideout, it's a piece of American history. It's a refuge for persecuted artists and was a home for those that Hollywood kicked out. I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, we're visiting Theatricum Botanicum in Topanga Canyon, just outside of Los Angeles. It's a place where art, nature, and history all meet beneath the wide California sky. More after this.
2: Last time, I took a road trip. How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey, Erica, how much am I spending on
1: travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
0: along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. They say, oh, it's it's just like being in a piece of heaven. It's so quiet. That's Ellen Gere, producing artistic director of Theatricum Botanicum, and she runs the theater with her daughter, Willow. The associate artistic director.
2: Yeah, it's nice because it's it, it feels deceptively far from the city, but it's really just like you're 15 minutes from Santa Monica and 10 minutes from Woodland Hills.
0: <laughs> Ellen and Willow are not just the theater's custodians, they're the guardians of a family legacy that has really deep roots in the canyon. Theatricum Botanicum was founded by Ellen's father, the actor Will Gear. And Will Gear realized that this place presented him with an opportunity that could combine his passions for performance and plants. He was not just an accomplished actor. He was a formally educated botanist.
1: And the main stage is under live oak that's probably mm, 200 years old. Uh, and that's where our actors, you know, you come with your loved ones, with your children, all are and it's, welcome. It's
2: cool right now because of all the rains. There's actually a creek that with waterfalls you can hear. So we always have to tell the actors, you got to be a little louder. You're competing with the waterfall over there.
0: This isn't just another place to take in a play or a concert. It's a place that asks you to give yourself over to the power of nature.
1: When you play in the evening, you, you, you have to compete with the crickets. Well, it all came together when there was a, a horrible time in our country.
0: The strange thing about Theatricum Botanicum, this place synonymous with calm and peace and beauty, is that it was born out of extreme turmoil. It was founded at the height of America's Red Scare, when suspected communists and communist sympathizers were all facing censorship and losing their jobs, the House Un-American Activities Committee or HUAC was grilling Hollywood actors, writers, directors, anyone who they thought had a hint of communist influence within the entertainment industry. Here is legendary movie star Gary Cooper speaking to that committee.
2: Have ever observed any communistic Information in any scripts? Well, I've turned down quite
1: a few scripts because I thought they were tinged with communistic
0: ideas. Eventually, they came for Will Gear.
1: He was making a lot of money in uh, films, you know, with uh, Winchester 73, with Jimmy Stewart and Donald O'Connor. He was doing all the, you know, the secondary parts and we had a very fancy home in uh, Santa Monica. And then there was a knock, knock, knock on the door and it was a pink piece of paper. In
0: 1951, the House Un-American Activities Committee subpoenaed Will Gear. The Gear family made a vacation out of it they road-tripped together across the United States to Washington, D.C., where Will took the Fifth Amendment. He refused to name names. The consequences for his moral courage were swift and severe. He was immediately blacklisted.
1: His career stopped. And that happened to so many of his people. Many people committed suicide. It was a terrible time. So what Papa Mom did, they created a place where, uh, blacklisted actors, and there were many of them, or Hornanda. So he got, go on and on with the names. They started a, uh, a, a theater for people who had been ostracized from their work and from their country. And, uh, Mom had found this piece of land, and she bought it for $10,000, and uh, she created a home for people who had been kicked out of society. And that's uh, how uh, it was called Gear Gardens.
0: The family was lucky to own a piece of property in Topega Canyon, just outside of Los Angeles. And they realized that just because blacklisted artists could not work professionally didn't mean that they couldn't continue being creative. And Gear Gardens became this community hub for blacklisted artists, a place where all of those facing political persecution could come together and create theater, not unfortunately for money, but for each other, for the love of the work. These were the beginnings of what would decades later turn into a professional repertory theater. It was a shelter in dark times.
1: And we would all uh, get in the truck, because Papa never learned to drive, and we would go into town to some of these wealthy, uh, you know, movie people who were lucky enough not to have been scarred, and uh, we were, we would garden their gardens. And uh, it was very difficult and embarrassing for Pop to go through that, but they did help keep us uh, alive during that period. Um, you know, they would do things like they would hand us a. They wouldn't hand us a check; it had to be cash because there could be no way that their names could be connected with us. It was, it, it was, it was horrible, and I hope it, it never gets to that point again.
0: People didn't feel safe writing Will Gear's name down on a check, all just because he refused to put anyone else's career in danger.
2: The blacklisting really scarred the young people of that family in a way that. I don't think people understand what it's like to be completely ostracized from a community and being told that you are just bad. Your friends don't want to play with you anymore. And your dad can't work. And it was devastating.
0: Ultimately, Will Gear relocated to New York. There, it was still possible for him to find work as a stage actor. And he managed until finally the blacklist was far in the distant past. So he returned to Topenga. And turned his family's community theater into the Theatricum Botanicum, a nonprofit repertory theater that, since 1973, has been putting on productions of Shakespeare, other classics, original plays, concerts from folk legends like Pete Seeger and Arlo Guthrie. Arlo Guthrie's father, Woody Guthrie, was actually a close friend of Will Gears and even lived on the Topanga property for a while.
1: We got our first grant, a a man working at a corporation. He came up to me one day and said, "Uh, where's your box office? And I said, we don't have one. He said, "Okay, can I volunteer? And I said, yes. So we did it out of the back of his car. And uh, it was that that kind of uh, 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 a way. It was really grassroots.
0: The Theatricum was finally off and running, complete with a Shakespeare garden, where all the plants mentioned in the Bard's plays could bloom under the California sun.
2: And my my sister, who's an awesome ceramicist, has made like little placards that has the quote from which play it is and a little picture of it. And it's in front of each flower or plant in the Shakespeare garden, which is also beautiful and meaningful for my family because it's where my grandfather's ashes are as well as my grandmother's ashes are there too.
0: Through three generations, through political upheaval and movement around the country... The Theatricum Botanicum never ceased to be a family operation. Will Gear passed away 45 years ago, 1978. But Ellen is determined that the theater in his name remain focused on the issues of the day. A place where artists can exercise more than just their talents. They can exercise their social conscience.
2: Try to stick to plays that have um, kind of an elevated language of
0: sorts. That's one of our
1: prerogatives. And have something to so, say about yeah. what's going on.
0: The Theatricum Botanicum does not work like other theaters, because it is both metaphorically and actually tied into the world around it.
2: Yeah, the marketing director is so frustrated with my mom because she won't give them the play. Like, most theaters know what they're going to do two years in advance, and my mom's like, how do we know what's going to go on in the world?
0: Next time you're in L.A., go ahead and leave the city of stars. Drive out into Topanga Canyon, where you might just be able to catch a show. This summer, Ellen's directing Macbeth and A Midsummer's Night's Dream, all beneath A Midsummer's night Sky. Special thanks to Matt Taub for reporting this episode. Gabby Gladney helped produce. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Stitcher Studios. The production team includes
2: Amanda McGowan Johanna Mayer
0: Doug Baldinger Chris Naka
2: Camille Stanley
0: Manolo Morales Baudelaire
2: Gabby Gladney
0: Our technical director is Casey Holford And this episode was sound designed by Luce Fleming And our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tindall. I'm Dylan Thuris Wishing you all the wonder in the world. I will see you next time. How about Captain Crunch's Crunch Berries with breakfast? Whoa, Dad, we're on Crunch oh, Island. He's left foot. And he stole our Crunch. Quick, the zip line. He's getting away! Throw our last Crunch Berry! No! no one steals my Crunch Berries! I think you mean my Crunch
1: Berries. Choose your own Crunch Venture with Cap'n Crunch!